call 1-900-SUPERHERO-SLATE after dark. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And I didn't type anything here, but I'm going to wing it anyway, Mike. So <laughs> we've got a new Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Uh-huh. We've got a new Logan trailer. We uh-huh. have got our first look at the Nintendo Switch. Okay. And more. Okay, so I think we need to preface this a little bit here. So uh, please do. Like we tell, like like <laughs> like we tell you every week. Uh, if, as long as you keep listening, we'll be here every week for you. And this is a case where we had to find. We literally had to find an hour where we could cram it into this weekend because I'm I have a very busy weekend. Uh, my parents are in town visiting, so uh, you know we're we're having a good time. I didn't I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to postpone the weekend with uh, of their vacation. Basically, they're they are vacationing out here, so that they they deserve a good time. So I was just like, hey, the only time I'm available to record is a little bit later in the day on Saturday. And you're just like, well, that's going to be extra late for me. Mm-hmm. So right now, this point, you early. are in the you are in the future. You are you are in Sunday right now, mm-hmm. and I am in Saturday with the time zone change. So. This is going to be, this might be a little bit of like a, a mellow after hours, after dark, 1-900 number kind of episode here, but we definitely couldn't postpone this, and I'm glad we didn't come in with a replacement uh, for me, because we got a lot of like really, really crazy news this week, and who knows what might pop up tomorrow on Sunday. Mm. Sometimes we get last minute news, but there's a lot of good stuff to talk about this week, so... I'm I'm glad I'm glad that you are you're you're a trooper and you're staying up late for the podcast, but that just goes to show you how much we love the fans. It is, and this is probably like the least energetic I've ever been for this show. <laughs> like, and you can probably hear that in my voice because I feel it. I'm yeah, like, I'm like, yep, it is almost we're gonna one a.m. We're gonna see it. We're gonna see a different side of Chris tonight in, in this next uh, sixty minutes. That's right. I think I, I'm looking forward to. It. I'm, I want to see it. Maybe how your opinions change. Oh, yeah. I might be a little, <laughs> little more honest than usual. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I mean, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we're doing this earlier than later because we did get some stuff unexpectedly this week. Mm-hmm. Um, as Mike likes to always point out, we can try to predict trailers, but generally we're wrong. <laughs> and um, we, we got a lot, like a 24-hour period that I even – it's a good week to be a nerd is how I felt this yeah, week. Yeah, that's for sure. It kind of – it was reminiscent, I felt like, of some of the weekends we had last year when we got a lot of good trailer drops in the same week. And it, it's it's always really fun when you get the first trailer. You know, mm-hmm. obviously it's fun to go over the second trailer or the first full-length trailer. But when those teaser t- trailers drop, it's 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 a fun it's a fun time over here for the podcast. Yeah, it definitely it definitely it definitely is, Mike. Because that's my <laughs> that is my catchphrase here. That's your catchphrase, man. Uh, so um, I'm actually really more surprised at how much news we don't have, but how big these bullet points are in here. And mm-hmm. uh, I, we, I didn't front load them. You know this. I spread them out so you guys are going to get a full episode of ups and downs and highs and lows and all sorts of great <laughs> stuff. But I am... I'm ready to jump into it. Um, let's well, let's let's do. It. I don't want you falling asleep by the time we get to the last bullet point. I, if you can't plug your Twitter handle, what's this all been for? Yeah, so. well, I've I'm got, just going to periodically check in. I've already got my Twitter <laughs> handle pre-recorded on other episodes. I can throw it in there. So if, there, if you need there, to, you go. I've, I've now recorded my intro. If Mike talks the whole time, we know that he just he did it all by himself this week. Well, you know, I think we've captured enough hours of audio of you talking. Someone out there can just stitch together some sort of some sort of coherent opinion on this uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two teaser. Trailer. Oh man, you just lead, Mike's leading the news this week. I'm, I love it. <laughs> so I got a little bit more a uh, little bit more sleep in you. <laughs> you did, and so this week we get our first Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two teaser trailer and when they say teaser Mm -hmm. they tease us mike like they (laughs) they barely gave us they gave us a lot to look at but nothing substantial a lot of disconnected Mm -hmm. scenes and um this all fell like i mean we were kind of arguing like i was like no this trailer has to be with 
Doctor Strange. And mm-hmm. you were on the fence like, no, it'll take away from Doctor Strange. So I I don't know. I, I remember when people went to see, I think, I forget what movie it was. They went to see the um, Phantom Menace trailer only to see like the Star Wars Phantom Menace trailer for a movie and then left before the movie even started. Uh, I think it was Meet Joe Black, wasn't that what it was? I don't know. I, I mean, that was it was the '90s, Mike. That was like two decades ago <laughs> at this point. I think that's what it was. But so this is this is interesting. So the, the jury's still out on this because this is the this isn't like the sneak peek teaser trailer. So we're still mm-hmm. we're still kind of waiting for the for for the full event. Like James Gunn just like did a cool bro move, right? And he was just like, "Hey, we know a lot of you out there want to see this footage, and it's coming." But here's a little bit to whet your appetite. So still, still we we still we don't know if we're gonna see this just before Doctor Strange or not. Uh, maybe it's gonna be afterwards. So maybe this kind of uh, uh, whets our appetite. No, not whets your appetite. What's your beak? I don't understand. It's late, but. Um, but we definitely got some footage here. I don't really know if there's much we can discern from it, but it was cool to see. That's for sure. So a couple of things here. There appears to be. I mean, Yondu has obviously joined the Guardians. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's with Rocket and and doing. Um, I think they're walking through a bunch of people falling in slow motion. It looks like yeah, a cat, like a catwalk. So I don't know if there's some gravity going on there yeah. or something. Definitely, it looks like there's a bunch of Ravagers like hunting these mm-hmm. guys down. Um, Star Lord has his mask, and then he flies off with his jet boots at one point in time. Uh, a little more, I kind of looks a little more westerny. If like you put a western in space, like the way Star Lord flipped his guns around, Gamora had her sword, her, her fighting. Um, n- not no, no. Um, there was no ego, and there was no Mantis, and then I forget the Aisha is the other person. So like none of the new people were in here. It's all uh-huh. old people. And yeah, I ha- we did get we did get a funny scene with uh, Drax there and Star Lord. So, uh, I, I obviously you can't really take too much concern out of this, but I hope maybe they don't hit too hard on the Gamora Star Lord uh, love thing. You know, I don't really need I don't really need that in my Guardians movie too much. But if that gets me the funny pep talk from Drax, I, I think I'm okay with it. Yeah, and the, again, the thing that probably gets most people hyped is probably my biggest disappointment of the trailer, Mike is a plane hooked on a feeling yet again. Now, oh yeah. I know that it harkens back to the first one and everybody loves that song and everybody when you hear mm-hmm. that song you think Guardians, but we're in volume 2. He's got a new soundtrack. I want to know what those new songs are going to be. I I think they'll make it up to us in the, in the full trailer once you get to the to the real teaser trailer since this is just the sneak mm-hmm. peek. Um I think we'll I think we'll probably get a nice little uh a little sh- establishing shot of awesome mix volume two on a cassette. Maybe he'll be popping it in his Walkman and then that'll get us the new song and it'll get us going and Hey, maybe we will even get an announcement of the soundtrack when the trailer comes out so we can start listening to it, uh, uh d- daily. Um, Pretty but yeah, it, it was, it was cool to go back to the song cause it does, it does really, uh, vie with guardians, but it's, it's cool that we got it. It's just mm. kind of like a nice little treat we got this week. Yeah, definitely. Then the, the other teaser, which we got, we'll talk about later, which led into a full trailer, but, uh, for 90 second teaser, I, my hype levels are pretty high to think that mm-hmm. within by next May, we'll have seen Dr. Strange, a star Wars movie, a Logan movie, an Iron Fist TV show, <laughs> And and then Guardians and we oh, yeah. it's gonna be um, a good good several months here on the uh, the superhero slate for sure. Yeah, we're spoiled rotten over here. It is, but until then we have to wait and we have to watch in oh I guess a week and a half or so. Doctor Strange, Mike, are you ready? Oh, I am ready. I've I've, st- I've started to see. Um, a social media pop up, you know, uh, on Instagram, you follow, if you follow some famous nerds out there like Chris Hardwick and some other people, they all got to go to the Doctor Strange premiere. So I was very je- jealous to see their red carpet walk. I wouldn't even need to ro- watch the red carpet. I just want to be in there and see the movie. So I, I kept tabs on their updates through the night and I saw some, uh, you know, initial thoughts from these people and th- they say it's, it's a spectacle. And some people mm-hmm. are saying you have to see it in 3D IMAX. It's the best kind of IMAX 3D experience since Gravity. So since my tickets I bought were for normal 2D, I think I, I hope it's amazing. So it really makes me want to go back and watch it in 3D. So see, I, I'm, I'm getting hyped. I'm not going to say 3D, but I'm going to tell you IMAX is where I would have put my money. 
I don't mm-hmm. know. It's very hard to find non 3D IMAX screenings, but you know, um, if you guys get a chance, pick it up in IMAX. Uh, do that. But we have to just you know give you the the heads up. It's released this week internationally. The red carpet's out. Reviews, thoughts, previews are going to start rolling out. So if you want to stay fresh and clean. Avoid the internet for the next week and a half. Yeah. Stay away from those wild, wild west message boards. Any sort of Chan message board, 8chan, 4chan, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. If there's if there's no rules and grounds, just stay away from if, it. If you the know. title it, looks clickbaity, don't don't click it. Yeah, just stay away. Someone's gonna ruin it for you. But <laughs> I've also come to find out that when the Marvel movie comes out, guess who comes out of his little hole, Mike? Kevin, Kevin Feige. Feige. Exactly. So we're going to get a he lot. He didn't of... see his shadow. He didn't see his shadow. That's <laughs> right. So four more years of Marvel movies. Um, mm-hmm. So he's he's been out. He's doing some stuff. We're going to hear a lot more over the next week probably. But he has confirmed Doctor Strange has a very key role in Phase 4 going forward. Ooh, my th- awesome. My thought process is, uh, from my what I see, he's our Tony Stark replacement. Because oh, really? Robert Downey Jr.'s pricey. We don't know when he wants to do more movies, if he's going to do more movies. I think he's mm-hmm. going to take a leader role going forward. Um, po- in that, possibly. Uh, I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch is a big draw. I don't. I, obviously, I don't want you to reveal this to me uh, because you got to see some of those advanced clips. But uh, in the trailers, I have not seen Doctor Strange have any sort of humor in him at all. So I would hope any sort of Tony Stark replacement would be, you know, uh, have a humorous side to him. But I, I definitely understand why they would put um, someone like Benedict Cumberbatch front and center. He's a big star, so that makes sense. But you know, if he's playing a big part going forward uh it seems like the 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 uh the mystic side of things will be brought out a lot more so i wonder if maybe somehow mysticism will mix with thanos in the future yeah maybe i mean i'm thinking this is post thanos uh, honestly because we've done a lot of ground-based villains uh, mm-hmm. and they need to start pulling some more obscure ones out of the woodwork uh, going forward to really you know make these movies have stakes and consequences so I think Phase 4, we're going to see, you know, uh, Dormammu, maybe Surtur, the Fire Demon. I don't know. Um, maybe even Blackheart, the, uh, you know, any sort of Hellspawn, really, uh, that they can come up with. Uh, really coming forward in, in these in Phase 4, maybe. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll definitely keep that uh, looking out here. And speaking of humor, you may have not have seen some in, in what you've watched. Um, but Kevin Feige did confirm Dan Harmon added humor to the script in some scenes because he's a funny guy. You think he's a funny guy? Yeah, you really you put that in there just for me, didn't you? I, yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, Dan Harmon. Exactly, and he's also was like a sci-fi supervisor for the film. Um, oh, wow. To kind of like, I mean, help to make sure things made sense but also look cool or maybe made, not even made sense but just like, you know, worked on the whole. I mean, he's got sci-fi cred for sure. I mean, Rick and Morty mm-hmm. is one of the most sci-fi shows on TV right now, even if it's just humor based. So, uh, uh, Dan, the only downside to Dan Harmon is he's, a uh, he's, a um, he's, uh, self-obsessed and, uh, he, he's the, he's the only person he just gets hit. What am I trying to say? He gets in his own way sometimes. So, uh, hopefully, uh, this will, this will be a nice relationship going forward with Dan Harmon and Marvel. Yeah, I definitely think so. And since he didn't write the whole script, he just had to touch up scenes that probably, um, was better for him as well yeah, on mm-hmm. the long run. So there you go, Mike. You got your Dan Harmon news. Really good for Doctor <laughs> Strange. Um, we're really looking forward to it. We're going to keep all our news and, and stuff to a minimum and, and go forward there. Um, so that's cool. But, uh, again, we know Doctor Strange is coming forward in Phase 4, so that means Avengers Infinity War. Do you think he's going to appear, Mike? I would think he would have to. I mean, what's the, what's the, what's the point of bringing him in? <laughs> what's, what's the over-under on Doctor Strange appearing? Pretty high. I, I mean, I think Kevin Feige said Doctor Strange will appear in Infinity War. Um, that so, makes sense. So there's also another character from the Doctor Strange film who will be making an appearance in Infinity War, and I'm not going to tell you who that is. It's not spoilery. I don't think it is, but I'm going to keep mm-hmm. you guessing when you go see the movie who is going to come forward from Doctor Strange into Infinity War as well. All right. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so uh, definitely, I 
I can't. I mean, Infinity War starts filming next month, Mike. I mean, I can't believe we're already to the point where we have a third Avengers movie. And <laughs> well, I mean, Ult- Ultron's been in our rearview mirror for a while now, mm-hmm. so uh, I, now it's really time to start looking forward to yeah. the next Avengers movie. It, it definitely is, and it's um, even more exciting with the Russos in charge and everybody making mm-hmm. an appearance. So. Uh, we'll keep you guys posted on Infinity War. Who's going to be there? Who's not going to be there? I think you did. You send me a link about um, uh, Kobe Smulders being in there. Oh yeah, that was uh, yeah. yeah she kind of halfway confirmed that she was going to be in the movie. Didn't really surprise anybody uh, that, they, that she would what, show up. <laughs> what was what was the link titled, Mike? It was uh, Colby Smolder spills the beans on Infinity War, and Jimmy Kimmel, that little rascal, literally had her open a can of beans and spill the beans literally on a sign that said Avengers Infinity War just so they could create the clickbait title. Damn you, Jimmy Kimmel. I fell for it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's a clickbait title at that point. It would literally happened. We just we just got our hopes <laughs> up. Um, it still baited me in there. Yeah, so once I saw that and saw the, the, the image, I'm like, nope, I know what this is. I'm not even going <laughs> to bide my time. So Maria Hill sounds like she will be coming back because, I mean, if not, she's at least got to make that joke one more time. Somewhere along mm-hmm. the lines. Some news today uh, for Jessica Jones season two uh, is to be directed. All the episodes are to be directed entirely by women. Um, That's awesome. Yes. So the first, I think the first season was like one third of the directors were mm-hmm. women. And um, that was, that's a high number apparently for TV shows compared to even like normal standards. So to be direct, have women directors do all of the, the season uh, two is actually, you know, kind of unprecedented and is, you know, a huge step for I think Marvel Entertainment and the TV production industry as a whole. So yeah, I really love this experimental uh, uh, and forward-thinking nature with uh, Marvel and Netflix. You know, we just finished watching Luke Cage, which is this really awesome way to uh, elevate uh, the black culture when it comes to superheroes. So it's really cool that we can elevate the the women component component of it too so i'm totally on board with that and the best thing is is they're making great content out of it so you don't even like it's not even like thrown in your face you it, you, you don't even necessarily even notice it you're just getting a good tv show and it's also just happens to be doing good things you know on the back end of it so yeah go ahead that's awesome do it yeah i mean it, I, this i'm gonna keep watching it. um as long as they keep doing a good job you know it's, it shouldn't affect anybody's you know viewing experience so mm-hmm. um Really, really excited to hear that, and, and looking forward to Jessica on season two, which we have to wait for after the, you know the Defenders, which mm-hmm. is next year as well. Mike, oh my gosh, we have such a good year ahead <laughs> of us. Oh, so exciting! I know, right? But we have to finish this year up, and this year I think we're going to end on a bang, um, if you will, with Star Wars Rogue One. I guess it's Rogue mm-hmm. One, a Star Wars story, if you will. And we have some big news um, for this. It's going to be two hours and thirteen minutes. Ooh, that's a that's a that's a meaty time. It, uh, it's actually it, it's shorter than the Force Awakens by like two minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, but that that's a that's a pretty good for a high budget sci fi movie. Where I don't think I think we're we're way past the ninety minute movie time for anything that has a significant budget to it. You know, I think they're they're putting that budget into the minutes, so that that makes sense. It doesn't really surprise me, but. I'm glad we're getting a uh, two hours and thirteen minutes of delicious Star Wars action. Yeah, I think um, minus uh, even with the special editions, that puts it at the third shortest movie overall. So, mm-hmm. uh, Star Wars film, uh, other than the Star Wars and A New Hope. So, um, that's cool. I mean, the more the merrier for me, man. I, I need to, yeah. to get my escapism on in the Star Wars. Yeah, bring it on. No complaints here. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about the Han Solo, 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 Solo film? Whatever they're going to call it, Mike. I mean, on the whole, how do you feel that as being a movie idea? Yay, nay? Well, I, I, I am warming up to the idea of the cast for, uh, you know, replacing Harrison Ford, who's going to be Han Solo. I like the guy. Uh, so I, I'm looking forward to see seeing if he can match the charisma, if it's possible. But... This movie is gonna be is gonna be interesting, and I know what you're leading into here. Mm-hmm. Uh, some surprising news. If we if we had to r- rank the surprise factor, I think this this beats out Logan in surprise of of the week. Yes. So it, for a long time, we've speculated, or at least you know, reported on Lando Calrissian joining the Han Solo prequel solo mm-hmm. movie, 
And they've finally confirmed that by casting Donald Glover himself as the charming smuggler of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I mean, I hate saying break the internet because it's just not possible, even though it is funny because the internet did break this weekend with uh, with some DNS troubles. Uh, but this was this was big news. This was really exciting. This was all over the place. Uh, it was too big of news to avoid, even while I was uh, entertaining a family while they were in town. Uh, it makes sense. It's just a very uh, poignant casting, and Donald Glover's huge right now. He's got an awesome show called Atlanta that's on top. Uh, he, he's a triple threat. He's a, everybody loves him. So mm-hmm. him being in a star Wars movie that that's crazy. So I'm looking forward to this. This is a exciting announcement. Yes. So I, to me, this is better news than everyone who wanted Donald Glover to be miles Morales, Spider-Man. He, oh, yeah. he's, he's <laughs> too old to, and let's mm-hmm. be honest as, as he is. Um, so, uh, he actually Don Glover is in the Spider-Man Homecoming movie. I don't we don't know what capacity just yet, but mm-hmm. um he's in the Marvel universe, he's in the Star Wars universe. Disney is giving Don Glover some of this money. It's that Disney payday, man. We talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. If you're out there and if you're out there in the industry, you are you are running for that Disney money. I mean, people have been talking about the numbers that Disney's going to post by the end of the year uh when it comes to um movie earnings and it's going to be ridiculous once we hit the once we hit the last day of uh december mm-hmm. so there's plenty of wealth to go around over there at uh walt disney's uh yeah. uh empire yeah yeah so i mean um i also just looked it up we actually reported it was on august that donald glover was going to be young lando so look at us look at us superhero slate you heard it here first guys yeah remember that Pat ourselves on the back <laughs> yeah um so i think i think it's fine i think he's got the charm i think he He's gonna fit into that. Um, he, if he goes to sell Colt forty fives afterwards in commercials, <laughs> then we know he's just uh, a young Billy D. Williams. Yeah, exactly. But I, I think it's. I don't think it's a bad idea. I'm, I'm okay with it. I, am, I, I want to see an Obi One solo film before I want to see a Han Solo solo film. To be honest with everybody, but yeah, there's just more to explore there with uh, with Obi Wan. We're gonna take what we can get and probably learn how the Millennium Falcon came into Han's possession. In, in this mm-hmm. movie, so that'll be cool. Yes. Other than that, the probably the biggest—I don't want to say biggest. This ties with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two trailer is the Logan trailer that was released mm-hmm. this week. So I think it started Wednesday with a true teaser. It was a nine-second teaser trailer, Mike. And by Mike standards, <laughs> that is officially a teaser. Uh, and they said trailer tomorrow, and then we saw it. And I have to be honest, I am kind of not blown away but taken aback at how well this movie looks compared to everything else fox has put out in the x-men franchise world yeah when you watch the trailer it has an impact on you it Mm -hmm. it really i don't want to say it leaves you with the feels but you definitely feel like you just kind of experienced something and even though i said donald glover casting was the biggest surprise of the week this was definitely i would say the biggest bullet point of the podcast this week just because this is a very seminal moment for hugh jackman the x-men franchise you know wolverine in general this is going to be his last outing it's going to be rated r which is Mm -hmm. not necessarily treading on new ground but new ground for the character and um, I think we kind of start to realize maybe why some of those X-Men movies in the past were so good you know some people complain that they were just Wolverine movies and you know there was X-Men around them but honestly most of the time it did work there was if you had Hugh Jackman in the movie you had a better chance of enjoying the X-Men movie than other way around you know mm-hmm. so uh this looks like it's just going to be really emotional maybe uh, I, have, I have a feeling I might shed a tear in the third act we don't know if um you know we don't know if uh, Professor X is gonna make it to the end of the movie he's looking pretty old uh, we're gonna ugly cry we, in this let's, let's be, yeah. there's gonna be some ugly crying during this movie yeah it, it seemed like maybe we saw a little bit of combat action from mm-hmm. the little girl, X-23. I don't know if she's going to pop on a costume or not or, you know, how much damage she's actually going to lay into. But it it really looks like it's going to have a it's going to have some impact out there in the superhero landscape. And man, adding that Johnny Cash song to it 
hurt myself it, it just really fit with the material and i'm i'm my body's ready for this so one. honestly this is a trailer cut like an oscar winning movie an oscar nominated <laughs> film if i was to be honest with you the way it was cut and presented itself it does it doesn't mm-hmm. look like a superhero film it doesn't feel like an x-men film where they just you know give you all the explosions and the action and all the cheesy stuff you want to see like this mm-hmm. this is showing us a wolverine on his last legs essentially like this guy he's he's nothing going on like he's you see him at a funeral um or at least in a graveyard like this guy is down on his luck and yeah more so than you know but it, and if you look at days of future past at the same point in time in that movie is this movie they were he was still looking pretty okay in days of future past with the sentinels hunting mm-hmm. them this looks much worse than the sentinels hunting them believe it yeah or not. you really you you really find yourself watching this trailer trying to discern the connections between Old Man Logan because you there's no post-apocalyptic world necessarily. You still see, I feel like, some society in this movie, but it seems to be kind of set primarily maybe in a desert or arid landscape. Mm-hmm. So we kind of do get that kind of Western vibe to it slightly. Um, so I'm looking forward to see maybe uh, where exactly this kind of fits you know in the x-men timeline or well that universe that's great you mentioned that because the director um i think it's james mangold i i believe has confirmed that this is actually in the after days of future past the prologue there or the epilogue at the end mm-hmm. this takes place after that so after he fixes the timeline this takes place so after that we're we're ruining logan's happily ever after is what it seems like yeah so if you continue if to watch, watch it, you yeah, you're gonna ruin it. <laughs> yeah, if you've been what if you've been looking at Barry Allen's explanation of Flashpoint on the Flash on CW, he's been explaining these different worlds with offshoots on the main timeline. So this kind of seems to be an offshoot on the main timeline to kind of uh, to show uh, where Logan is ending up. But this this looks pretty intense. This is mm-hmm. this is gonna be pretty awesome. Uh, we got a really uh, shocking uh, moment where he sends claws right through somebody's head. Yes. There's no quick cut. There's no like uh, panning away from it. There's no uh, uh, in- implying what's happening. You see it. <laughs> yeah, so that there is a regular trailer and an international trailer, and the international trailer has that scene in it. So that's the one mm-hmm. we've linked below. Other than that, they're the exact same. This just adds that very, very brutal scene. And mm-hmm. if you can say anything, it's snicked indeed for that. <laughs> uh, a couple things, uh, super fan Jim asked. He's like, well, why is he not healing? Why does he have these scars? Well, James Mangle went again to, to clarify that his he has his healing factor. But when he heals now, um, because of whatever the circumstances are in this world, um, it leaves a scar immediately rather than actually, you know, healing it perfectly like to baby smooth skin like he used to. Um, mm-hmm. There are doesn't seem to be any other mutants around. Um, Professor Xavier actually has hair on his head. I don't know if you notice that compared to when he's he's like fully bald every everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's in a water tower that kind of looks like Cerebro, where he's like looking up at Cerebro. Um, mm-hmm. The mute the little girl is not confirmed as X twenty three, but we can pretty much imply. There's a shot with Wolverine blocking her claws coming right at his face. So uh-huh. that's going to be cool. Um, forget the the one of the cool things I have seen. I've seen some behind the scenes photos and um, this. So the guy who puts the glasses on his head, Boyd Holbrook, who plays um, mm-hmm. Daniel Pierce, he he. That's the same CGI they use in uh, Mad Max for uh, Fury uh, Furiosa to green screen her <laughs> arm out. So he's wearing oh, a green screen glove with the metal things over it, and that's how they make that work. Which Oh, wonderful! Metal arms have come a long way in film, Mike. I'm really, I'm really <laughs> impressed with how it looks. Everybody's getting metal arms. Yes, nowadays. and um, the Johnny Cash song "Hurt" is actually originally a Nine Inch Nails song that Johnny Cash covered uh, before. Yeah. So, and I think it's one of those uh, internet facts that always gets thrown out there. Where uh, Trent Reznor is uh, Nine Inch Nails, right? Yes. I believe so, yeah. And he said uh, uh, Johnny Cash owned that song so well, it's his now. So mm-hmm. Trent Reznor is just like, yeah, go listen to his version. It's 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 supreme. So, yeah, uh, yeah Logan uh, knocked my socks off for sure. So we will be uh, waiting with bated breath for the next trailer. Which is great because technically we're five months away from this. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I guess December, January, February, March, four months, four and a half months from Wolverine, or I guess Logan, 
and that's blowing my mind even more. So, um, hey, you're not too tired yet. You can count. That's good. I did you can count I, a couple I, months. I, I had to think that one out a little bit. Ahead of time. <laughs> so, uh, if you guys notice anything else in the trailer or want to know more about it, let us know. But I definitely think um, Logan is. It looks to be a Fox X Men movie like no other we've seen, and I am definitely looking forward to it. So, mm-hmm. keep you posted. On the flip side of that pillow, Mike. Uh, we got some bummer news here. Deadpool, director of Deadpool 1, Tim Miller, has chosen not to proceed with the sequel. Uh, mixed feelings. So <laughs> I will be saying that again later on in the show, but yeah, my feelings are mixed right now. So um, according to reports that came up today that um, Tim Miller and Ryan Reynolds had some creative differences, and but Tim Miller never really officially signed on to the sequel yet. Uh, we always assumed he would do it because, you know, um, we've got them. The, 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 everyone was essentially returning that, that we thought of. So mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt the project going forward. There's no delays. It's not going to happen or, or hurt it or anything. I, I think I'm going to take this as a good sign, to be honest, because um, they had five years to work on Deadpool Uh from whenever it was originally initiated to where they turned it down for three of those five years and then finally got it going. And they captured lightning in a bottle to make Deadpool mm-hmm. the hit it, that it was. And maybe if someone else comes in, maybe they can, you know, hit it again in a different way. Because I think if they went yeah. the same way, I don't know how I'd feel about that. Yeah, it's not always necessarily bad to bring in a new director. I think it's more of the case of someone leaving for creative differences. It makes you wonder, like, oh, is he leaving the movie in the hands of executives that don't exactly have the best judgment? I heard kind of a a rumor out there that he may have left because he was disappointed with the idea that the studio wanted Liam Neeson to be Cable, which Liam Neeson, awesome guy, but... When I think Liam Neeson, I don't think Cable. So I don't know how substantiated that is. I hadn't heard that, I hope, so I, I, I don't believe I, it. <laughs> yeah, so I, I hope I hope that's not the case. But, you know, it's, it's not always a bad sign having a new director. I mean, we all saw J.J. Abrams come back for that second Star Trek movie. Uh, or did he come back for that he did. Star he Trek did come movie? back, but I don't think that was a good one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, um yeah, so it's not always a bad thing. New directors give you a different well, point of view. Star- as long as you have... I'm going to Go use ahead. Star Wars. Uh, New Hope was George Lucas. Um, Empire Strikes Back, which was better, was actually... Um, I can't think... Lawrence... Something Lawrence else. Kasdan? Yeah, Lawrence Kasdan did the Empire Strikes Back. So, yes, I think I think it's a good thing. Like there are examples yes. where this works out, and I don't I don't think it was studio. I think I think Ryan Reynolds has more control now that he signed mm-hmm. on because you know the the movie made over ten times its budget. So I think when he signed on, he got a little more casting control, and I don't think they wanted the person that we reported on last yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, no no offense to Tim Miller, but. Uh, Deadpool is Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. That movie is Ryan Reynolds. That movie isn't necessarily Tim Miller. So uh, I, it was a great movie. I, I wish he, I wish he would have stayed on. I was kind of hoping it would be the same crew, you know, with the same, same budget, you know, and just like kind of rocking out the sequel, just kind of like punks, like rock stars. But uh, either, either way, I, I mean, I know Fox doesn't have the best track record when it comes to franchises or sequels. But yeah, so let's. Uh, Let's cross our fingers and hope Deadpool uh, kills it again. Yeah, yes. Literally and figuratively. Both. Um, but on that same note, even though they may be feuding over who Cable should be, shouldn't be, um, they are testing for Domino um, to be in this movie, the the, the character Domino. And um, there, I saw, like, three reports. Here's the short list. Here's another short list. Here are more people. <laughs> and I'm like, if you're in Hollywood, you obviously want to be in Deadpool. Like, if, you have, if you're a brunette, you're probably testing for domino and that's what this list looks like so there are tons of actresses uh lining up to play domino in this deadpool movie so once we get more details probably an an announcement or at least down to one or two names we'll we'll come back to it but like easy people we know they want domino we don't care (laughs) if there's 11 people on that quote unquote short list for it so Mm-hmm. Um, oh well. So yeah, there's some Deadpool news. Take it as you will. Let us know if you're worried or not worried. Actually, I'm kind of curious what everybody else thinks of that. Because um, I I don't even know if most people realize when a director has left a project. Uh, yeah. Like this sequel, like oh yeah, got another great movie. Let's do it. So, um, Justice League is coming next November. We're a little over a year mm-hmm. out from Justice League, and we got a new image of Wonder Woman from the film uh, the other day, shared by Zack Snyder. 
Uh, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. So this is the second or third time you've seen her today. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, my uh, my parents wanted to uh, see that movie, Keeping Up with the Joneses. I had never heard of it before. Uh, I'm not surprised after kind of uh, after seeing the reviews for the movie out there. It's not a movie that necessarily pop up on my radar, but I did get to see Gal Gadot for a uh, for about 90 minutes on screen uh, next to John Hamm. Uh, she, 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 I mean, I don't, I don't really have a strong opinion when it comes to Gal Gadot either way. She was a great Wonder Woman, so she, she's doing that very, very well. I don't know exactly what she's going to branch off into after that. She seems to kind of be posing herself into maybe an action role, uh, cause she kind of did that in keeping up with the Joneses. So maybe, maybe she's going to kind of tread that Scarlett Johansson, uh, career path, you know, being kind of like the badass chick that you, uh, that you hire for your film so we'll see how that goes but yeah this image is pretty cool uh that wonder woman costume is always sick on camera so i i enjoy seeing that yeah i definitely um you know just taking a look at it here it's got the the same zack sander muted color scheme um very muted very blue very orange like playing off that the fire looks like some sort of destruction in the background and she looks like she's either making a revelation or seeing something horrible i can't decide uh, or she left the oven on or something. She's she's pondering, like, did I lock my door back at my Amazon house? <laughs> uh, what I don't know, what I never noticed before, and this is probably horrible to me, is that her headband, her little tiara thing. She's had this in mm-hmm. all the other images, but I didn't really notice it because the light's kind of glaring off of it now, like, and making it brighter and, like, stick out a little more. Um, I never noticed that till now, so um, that's... That's what I'm walking away with this image from. I'm like, oh, she actually wears a tiara, and I never noticed. So, whoops. Well, all right. Tiara, tiara. Let's uh, yep. look forward to tiara and hey, uh, Justice League. It worked in Luke Cage, <laughs> all right? So it can work in Justice League. <laughs> I don't know if it did look. I think he considered himself a fool and took that off. Well, he did, but it was fun and a very nice homage. <laughs> so we'll roll with that. Uh, what do you think about them Harry Potter movies, Mike? I know... Man, you know I like them Harry Potter movies. I know movies. you like those Harry Potter movies. I think you have to. If you said otherwise, your wife would probably not let you record any more podcasts. Uh, yeah, I don't think she would be my wife if I didn't like them. That's true. So we had a bunch of big news this week, but we had some little news this week. And this is one of those little pieces that is not big on the whole, but I think is really fun to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen actually wrote a song for the Harry Potter franchise. Uh, oh, Mr. Springsteen. Right, and it was called I'll Stand By You Always. However, I found out after digging some research that um, J.K. Rowling said that there was a stipulation in her contract for these movies that no commercial music will be allowed in any Harry Potter films. I mean, uh, that that's actually kind of interesting that you mentioned that because uh, one thing that was kind of striking when we got some of the later Harry Potter movies is, uh, you know, the kids start to grow up and start to act a little bit more uh, – um, adult in the movies and there's some scenes in the movies where they're like dancing in mute to music like kind of more modern music not like mysterious uh medieval type of like uh, lutes and violins and stuff and there, there was music that i would say is not necessarily commercial music but it seemed to be like oh we need kind of like generic rock music in their dormitories so i i definitely i know i've never noticed commercial music yeah so that, like once i read that i'm like oh man they're right like they really didn't use any pop songs or anything with like words mm-hmm. or anything like that and i'm like okay that's new that's great that's that's fun to know um, another thing about this song is, uh, I'll say by always, um, it has never been leaked or released, which is actually pretty rare for Bruce Springsteen songs. Uh, he's got, <laughs> I didn't know that. He's got like over 200 bootlegs or unreleased songs that he's like played live or released online or, or leaked elsewhere over the years. And um, he's even done compilation albums since he wrote this, I think in like late, late 90s, early 2000s, and he's never released it or put it out there. So, um, and it has, he's, he has it copyrighted. So there's a copyright for this song that we may possibly never hear, or they may just be like, you know, let's put it in one of these five, um, fantastic beast movies we're going to be making over here. <laughs> Maybe, but that, that's cool. I like that. There's no uh, commercial music allowed. It kind of keeps that mystique mm-hmm. alive of, you don't really know exactly what era the Harry Potter movies are in. I mean, you can find out, I believe it's supposed to be in the early nineties, 
where the Harry Potter mm-hmm. uh, events take place, but they do a good job of keeping you away from technology in a, in a good way to make it timeless. It's, so it, awesome. Yeah, cool. it's very, very, very timeless. So as I go into Fantastic Beasts and where to find them later this um, year, I think I'm going to kind of I'm going to listen for it actually. I'm going to see if what what they do, maybe how they did it, because I think it's set in the 1920s. But I'm going to see what they do for it. So I'll be um, I'll be paying attention for that come come this fall or this winter, whatever. Awesome. The Walking Dead has not aired yet because tech. Well, Ooh. technically, it's airing today for me, tomorrow for you still. <laughs> but the new season premieres this Sunday uh, with obvious spoilers for this episode. Yeah, you were you were caught up on the show, correct? Yeah, I'm caught up on this show, and if you are somebody that is up to date with the show, um, I, you're just going to have to find time to watch it tomorrow because for some reason, I think we've talked about this before, but for some reason, the end of last season, people were really mad it ended on a cliffhanger, but guess what, people? Uh, I love TV has always done that. Ending on a cliffhanger is fun. It leaves you, leaves you uh, ready and excited for the season premiere, so... If you're a fan of Walking Dead, you make time because you can't DVR this and wait. The, the, whoever dies is going to be trending on Twitter. It's going to be all over the place. So do yourself a favor. Save yourself the heartache. Just watch it as soon as you can or go on some sort of a lockdown for the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like if, if this is, I think Walking Dead and Game of Thrones have a zero-hour spoiler like window. Like most other shows yeah. don't. Like you get like maybe twenty four hours to catch up on it, but if you don't watch The Walking Dead live, and you don't watch the Game of Thrones live, you are going to be ruined very very <laughs> yes. quickly if you are anywhere near anybody of of, of anything. To be honest, mm-hmm. so um, I just uh, I just want to let people be mindful. Try not to be. Don't post it on Facebook Live as you're watching it because. Yeah, don't be a dick. <laughs> don't don't be a dick. You shouldn't be on Facebook if you're watching a show like this anyway and you really like it. Um, but don't be a dick. Be wary of the internet. If you don't watch it live, just put your fingers in your ears and go la la and la. And also, la, there's la, la, la. there's different there's different time zones. I mean, I'm gonna find a way to watch the show on the East Coast time zone as quick as possible. But there's some people over here on the West Coast that patiently wait until you know 9 p.m. with their with their cable package in hand. So be respectful to those people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's just kind of a, a PSA on our behalf. I don't care. I'm gonna read the spoiler reviews like as soon as it comes <laughs> out because. I just don't care for the yeah. Walking Dead, so. Yeah, you've never been too partial to it. No, so. never. Do do what you got. Do what you got to do. It's, man. it's not too precious to me, Mike. I just can't do it. So, <laughs> uh, something else that's not very precious to me, honestly, is Godzilla Two. I want I want to talk. about uh, I'm surprised they're even making the sequel. Yes. So well, they are because they've recently um, talked about two writers, Michael Doherty and I forget the other person, but Michael Doherty, one of the writers, is actually. Uh, slated to direct the movie itself this time around because Gareth Edwards obviously has moved on to Star Wars and other things. He'll be he'll mm-hmm. be doing he'll be doing whatever he wants for the rest of his life if Star Wars turns out to be a hit, which it will. <laughs> um, but uh, also for this, uh, he and the other writer have been hired to brainstorm ideas for their franchise's future films. Uh, well, that I mean that's that's the whole point right there. That's why they're even making Godzilla two. I've never got around to seeing the first one, mm-hmm. but I I just heard lots of mediocre things. Where halfway through the movie, you stop caring about it. Uh, some people complain that you, they, you had to wait too long to see kind of Godzilla in action. So the mixed feelings about the movie doesn't necessarily make me want to go wa- watch it right away. But this is what happens in Hollywood now. They want to make a franchise out of it. They want to find a cool way to get King Kong in there fighting Godzilla, and I'll pay for that ticket because that just sounds like a fun show. So they got to make it a franchise. So it obviously made money. So good luck brainstorming, guys. Yes, and that brings me to like kind of why I want to talk about this because we always talk about – um, King Kong, and we have Kong Skull Island coming up very soon, I believe next year, and they're mm-hmm. leading into the King Kong versus Godzilla yet again uh, of these worlds, and how they're going to get there, I don't quite know. How are they going to do Godzilla 2, keeping it more interesting than the first one? Uh, I want to know. Uh, so I'm I, The only reason I bring this up is because, again, the, the F word, franchising, if you will, <laughs> and um, how are they going to tie us into King Kong? I don't know, but I just we're I'm going to follow this because I'll probably report on it very sparingly. But like I want to know how they're going to do this because this is two franchises I just don't see clicking more so than than anything else. Like I could do yeah. well, the Men in Black, you know, uh, um, Jump Street twenty twenty three Jump Street crossover. <laughs> I could see this. So 
<laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the idea of uh, King Kong and Godzilla fighting on an American uh, movie, you know, I could easily see it happening in Japan, but it just really intrigues me. So uh, I'll see, I'll buy that ticket even if I don't see Godzilla 2 or Godzilla 3 or Skull Island. So uh, I, I think that goes to show you the idea is strong enough where you don't even really need to try with the movies leading up. Yeah, no, exactly. And also, um, the Japanese uh, Godzilla film franchise, Shin Godzilla, is being released, I think, recently. This past week or a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. And they're taking their old Godzilla, you know, that they do the Japanese Godzilla, and using that look, but they've completely CGI'd him now. There's no guy in a rubber suit smashing them little, <laughs> little sets around. Oh, man. I know. We, how do we miss the nostalgia? But I hear good things. So, Godzilla is, looks like it's making a, a resurgence, if you will, in the 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 20, 2010s. Now we're getting to a big part and the last big part of our, of our podcast here, because this is something we've talked about for months and mm-hmm. not even on the show, but more so probably in, you know, through our text messages and in person mm-hmm. is the Nintendo NX has finally been unveiled and it is called the Nintendo switch. And we got a, yeah. a long teaser trailer, a very long teaser. Trailer. <laughs> yeah. He, here we, here we go again where I say mixed mixed feelings. We're, we're not exactly a video game podcast, but I think uh, growing up in the era that we did, Nintendo is really just a part of your childhood, and there's a good chance that a lot of these properties are going to show up in movies or you know pop culture a lot. So we finally, I think we just talked about the NX for so long. Uh, I, I'm glad that we finally have some clarity, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, the NX... Now the Switch is actually what appears to be a tablet that plays your games. And also the controllers click onto the side and they make a very distinguishing click sound when you plug them in there. Mm-hmm. Um, this trailer, uh, it it shows that you take it everywhere. You, so there's a base thing that you plug into your TV and the console has a screen on it. You plug it into this thing and you play it on your TV. You pull it out and you can take the games with you. Yeah. What What is your initial reaction, Mike? <laughs> I, I need to know yours. Well, well, so my initial reaction, actually, um, this is totally not even related to the console itself, was the song in the background. Uh, it's from the band White Denim and the song is called Ha 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 in parentheses, yeah. Uh, it's a really catchy song. The only reason that really struck me is uh, I like that they're going to be blowing up now because they came into the radio station earlier this year and really killed it. They're a really awesome band. I recommend you go uh, check out their album. It's up on Spotify. So White Denim is just, they're really awesome and they, they really rock out. So I was happy to hear that song. But then at the same time, I was really kind of confused with what I was watching. So I was like, what do I feel right now? I love the song, but what am I even looking at? So um, it's I'm I'm glad that kind of Nintendo. Th- th- this is a gimmick. It seems like a gimmick, but it seems like they're trying to make the gimmick more playing related. You know, there's no like motion controller that trying we to, know of. Uh, yeah, that we know of that's trying to elevate the game. It's not like adding this other like motion mechanic to Mario to make it new Mario. This seems more like this is like a, a convenient a convenience uh, addition to the, to the Nintendo console than anything else. So it seems like you know they're going to be doing par for the course with new Zelda, new Mario, new Mario Kart stuff. But they just kind of want you to be able to play it kind of whenever and wherever. Uh, I saw someone online saying that this might be really, really positive for developers because since this is a very portable position that they're taking with their new console, they're saying that the Nintendo DS will will probably be done for. You know, they're not going to do any new iterations of this. Nintendo is kind of coming around to just one console that's portable. You can play it at home. You don't really need the DS anymore. So the developers will just all be able to concentrate on one platform. So that could crank out a lot of really good third-party stuff, which Nintendo's had a problem with in the past, especially with uh, the Wii U from what I hear. Um, you know, it's not a foreign concept to kind of have this tablet with a controller, you know, you know, there's tons of tablets out there. People, everybody out there has like an iPad or an Android tablet or something. So it's not too foreign. So it kind of seems like that's what Nintendo is doing. Uh, They're, they're not exactly, uh, cranking out high, high res specs because this is a mobile type of thing. So they probably have some sort of high end mobile processor, 
I'm sure it's going to be po more powerful than any like iPhone out there. So I'm not too worried about that. Um, but it, I mean, I guess that they, they seem to have some sort of pro controller. So it seems like if you want to take the, the stance of just kind of classic Nintendo gaming, you could just always leave the tablet plugged into the dock take those weird little slidey switch controllers and dock them onto like a normal controller and you can kind of just play Mario and Zelda like normal. And I have a feeling there's going to be a subset of people that's never going to release that tablet from the thing and just play on the big TV. So I don't know. That's where my, that's where my feelings are right now. I guess I haven't really landed on anything. Okay. You know, yeah. what about you? I am, I'm not for it. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, I thought about it. I thought about it. I thought about it. I have a Nintendo <laughs> Wii U. Uh -huh. I I enjoy my Wii U, but it, if I compare it to how much I play anything else, it is very very minimal. Like there have been uh -huh. months I have not touched the Wii U, simply because it's I don't know it's it's not it's got good it's got a few good games, but it's got nothing. Like you said, there's no third party support really. Mm -hmm. Like I, we got Mario and uh, Mario Kart and Mario Party, um, so that's about it. But what I like more about my other ones the xbox or, or playstation is when they came to this new generation which sony is winning and if we look at sales numbers um but they've done so by doing the least interesting thing possible they look at how people were playing last generation consoles and mm -hmm. just kind of built upon that more so than trying to go in a different direction so i i applaud nintendo for again for trying something new but it, it do you really want to pay three to five hundred dollars for a second device to lug around with your iPad and your iPhone <laughs> and your laptop already? Uh -huh. Whenever we already have like you know mobile phones that can do you know it may not be the same exact thing per se, but like those games are already built for mobile. Like I'd sit and play Candy Crush on a car ride from my house to my brother-in-law's house. I w I probably wouldn't take the Nintendo Switch to be honest with you. Um, yeah, and I, I'm going to say your opinions probably hold a lot more weight than my would because a lot of people out there know I don't I don't play a lot of video games anymore. So this is just kind of me being uh, old man Royer over here throwing out my opinions at the Japanese video game company, not uh, conforming to my sensibilities. But well, you're, um, definitely, you're definitely honest in there because, again, I feel <laughs> like when I say I don't think this is a – this is – sure, it's cool, but it's a – an idea that's maybe 80, 85% baked. It is not a mm -hmm. full idea from Nintendo. And uh, sure, it's a, it's a fresh breath of air, and, but everyone who I've heard like this um, are already Nintendo fanboys. Like, mm -hmm. no one who, like, you know, has, like, you know, my, my Wii U is for my wife. She plays it more than I do. Um, but I don't know. I, I, everyone else I know who I already play with on Xbox or PlayStation, they're like, nah. I don't need it. So I think it's a, um, to use a South Park reference here, it's all member berries, Mike. Because <laughs> people are full of that nostalgia for Nintendo, and they're like, oh, I remember Zelda. I want to play mm -hmm. Zelda on this, but not really like thinking about the, the thing itself. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not sold on it. it. Maybe if I ever do get one, it'll be like, you know, 18 months into its life cycle when it's on sale on a holiday sale and they have several games already lined up because yeah i mean that's one thing that's ex ex insanely consistent with nintendo and release of consoles is um there's always like one zelda for like the lifetime of a console mm -hmm. and like one mario like they really just kind of need to get their act together and just really uh, find a way to make these games come out when the console drops. I mean, this is supposed to come out in March. If they if they can drop a brand new Nintendo console with uh, with Zelda and Mario right around the release date, they will do a good job. But they really just need to coordinate that stuff together because like who's gonna care if you can't buy a, like a, a a killer a killer game with it, you know? Right. And, and a lot of people pointed out, you know. They, they're doing Elder Scrolls Skyrim was in the trailer. Um, however, the publisher has gone back to said, no, we don't know if we're going to release Skyrim for it. It was just like a, a <laughs> demo. 
kind of thing. So there's a lot of publishers, but there's nothing. We have no specs on this device. We have no yeah. game who, releases. Who cares? They they did that on the on the Wii and the Wii U. They they ported over games. Don't get excited over ports, people. That's giving them an easy out. Mm-hmm. Never get excited for ports. That's stupid. <laughs> tell them. Tell what is it? Bethesda. Bethesda that makes that game. Tell them to make a new game for it. Mm-hmm. Don't just put Skyrim on it. Make a new fucking game. Yeah. No. I mean, I agree. I mean, they're releasing Skyrim for the current gen consoles this week, and everyone's like, "Oh, I'm gonna buy that." And I'm like, you could buy that or you could buy this other new game, Titanfall 2, brand new game. And they're like, no, I mm-hmm. want to play Skyrim on the new console. I'm like, but you still have it for the old. I don't get the, I need to play it on the new console. I already played it on the old one kind of deal. I don't know. That's not for me. That's, that's not the point of this. At the end of the day, one image did crack me up at this. The Wii U is created so you can play games while you're pooping. The, <laughs> the Nintendo Switch is so you can play games while you're pooping at somebody else's house. <laughs> so that's that's how I'm like. Yep, that's what it is. So all right. Well, you're you're just gonna catch me playing Peggle on my iPhone, desperately trying to beat a level without doing in-app purchases. So yeah. uh, don't don't listen to me, people out there. <laughs> my opinion doesn't is not gonna hold much weight. Yeah, we're, we're, I like to, I like talking about uh, uh, video games when when we get a chance. Yeah. It, it can be fun. I want I want to see more on it, and, and and then I think we can talk more about it when they've released <laughs> more on it. But uh, for the first trailer. Ooh. It's kind of funny, but I'm I'm not sold just yet. However, this week I did play. We got two more video game things to go through here. Ooh, little video game chunks. Yes. So I've been playing Battlefield One this week, um, which is ironically because it's like the fifth Battlefield game. Um, mm-hmm. But it's called Battlefield One because it's set during World War One. Mm-hmm. Um, so you use a bunch of World War One games. I've been playing it with my my friends. Um, it's, brand, it's brand new. We've been playing it for a little bit. Uh, if you like Battlefield, you'll probably enjoy it. If you've never played Battlefield, stay away from it. That's my quick <laughs> it's world right. It's World War One. There's not a lot of gun options. There's not a lot of vehicle options. So you're kind of you're you're stuck in again World War One. Not the most technologically mm-hmm. advanced war, but uh, there are there are good moments when you play with people you know. But when you're playing with no one you know, you, you're just like, yeah, why even bother? So <laughs> that's my quick review Man, we're, of that. We're video game jaded today. We really are. The later it gets, the less I want to play video games. Um, <laughs> and lastly is the trailer for Rockstar's Red Dead Redemption 2, the sequel to Ooh, their so, big Red Dead Redemption game came out this week. So I'll go ahead and say I don't really know much about this. I know when the first one came out, people said, oh, this is basically Grand Theft Auto in the in the West, back in the, uh, in, the in the cowboy days, if you will. Mm-hmm. I don't have much experience with the game. I ha- I've seen someone play it at length for a while, so I kind of am familiar with the mechanics of it and how it works. Um, but people were... All I know is people were really excited because they kind of teased this on their Twitter account earlier this week. Rockstar did. So I know it's a big deal for a lot of people, but that's about all I know. <laughs> yeah. So um, definitely it is Grand Theft Auto in the West is the, the easiest way to put it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's definitely it. We're going to talk about our next thing. It, it ties in that really well. Um, but it's got a really good story. I think, you know, Rockstar and, and does great stories with their games. That's why Grand Theft Auto does mm-hmm. so well. And, you know, they've always put a lot of love and care into their games. And that's why Grand Theft Auto V, after four years, is still going strong um, and, and, and doing so well. Um, but Red Dead Redemption 2, the the trailer looked pretty good for this, actually. Um, it looks very cinematic, actually. And, mm-hmm. and with the bumping graphics and stuff this year, um, you know, it, we could probably get something good, good next year. Uh I think um, something I'm very interested in is Grand Theft Auto V. They've not added any story content, but they've built their online portion. Every month, mm-hmm. every two months, there's a new expansion pack, new stuff. Always, always, always building it and building it and changing what it is and making it better. So I'm interested to see if there's going to be a big open Western world universe, like an online Western style um, mm-hmm. portion of this game that they're going to release or not with it to, to kind of see how that goes. So I'm I'm actually interested in that and. You know, if you guys are Red Dead fans, I know some people are. My friend Brian, Comic UI, loves it. Um, definitely let us know uh, what you think and how you feel. Because I'm, I'm interested to see what it is. I will probably, I don't know, I might get it. I might not get it. I haven't, I haven't been sold on it yet. Well, you know you're not going to get much commentary out of me, so go talk to Chris. <laughs> That's right. Let me know. Lastly, the last thing here. I've been wanting to talk about this for three or four weeks now with Mike. and we, <laughs> He's finally caught up, and that's the TV show Westworld. 
Yeah. Um, I there's three episodes out on HBO. This is like their fall. I, I guess Game of Thrones kind of replacement story. I think is what they're shooting for here. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, you finally caught the first episode. What are yeah. your, what are your thoughts on the show? So far? so this is kind of cool because I think we can talk about this a little bit on the show because it has a very uh, sci-fi bent to it. You know, we wouldn't just randomly talk about an HBO um, you know Western TV show on this podcast, but the sci-fi component is what really pulls people in. I hear that there was an old movie based around this concept, possibly maybe a book out there. I'm not a hundred percent sure. But you kind of like it, it's got a little bit of like uh, the Matrix vibe to it, mixing in a little bit with like iRobot and throw some um, Total Recall in there. You kind mm-hmm. of get this uh, experience of swirling around that's really it's really kind of cool. Uh, the best part about this kind of show is trying to learn the rules and learn the limits of uh, the world that you've been placed in, and it, the concept is really neat and interesting. So I I don't necessarily know if this is original since like we said this is based off of kind of another an older movie and other types of concepts but the first episode was really really engaging uh, obviously I'm behind but I I want to watch I want to watch more of this for sure yeah so um, it's definitely based on a um, a a movie written by author Michael Crichton is his first mm-hmm. film that he ever wrote he he went on to write the novels of, you know Jurassic Park Congo. Um, stuff like that. One of my favorite authors, and they did. He did the, the movie Westworld, nineteen seventy three, and it kind of follows that along. Um, it's an amusement park based in the West where everyone is essentially a robot, um, except for you know the, the human parts, and they play out kind of like you're playing again Grand Theft Auto in the West, like if you were actually to experience Red Dead Redemption in person. And mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to go into too many details, but this Westworld, um, the robots. Something's going wrong with them. We don't know what's happening yet, and um, definitely uh, interesting. I mean, it's engaging. The world is awesome. The characters, the actors are are so on point, and it mm-hmm. feels very authentic. And the more you watch it, the more this is going to do some mind trips to you. Like they don't hold your yeah. they don't hold your hand. They don't spoon feed you what this is going to be. You don't know what the next yeah. thing is. Yeah, my my biggest hope with the the episodes beyond episode one is I hope they really do their best to circumvent my expectations because after you watch the first episode, you're kind of already guessing what's going to happen in the season finale. You you kind of already know like oh if when you're in a theme park and things start to go bad, you kind of have an idea of where it goes. So. I think it will be a fun trip, even if it does go that way. But I hope they find a way to make it original. Maybe take a different route to get there. But um, if this is going to be lasting a couple of seasons, uh, to kind of like take the place of Game of Thrones, uh, I'll be looking forward to see how they stretch this out. Curious if maybe there's other parks out there. Mm-hmm. Maybe if there's other ways to reformat it. Maybe in other seasons to a different type of park. Maybe go from the west to like um, I don't know another type of era might be kind of interesting. I don't know if the if the movie classic movie ever went that way or if Michael Crichton ever had ideas for the future. But yeah, Westworld is really cool, very high concept, high budget HBO show. You can't really go wrong with that combination. Yeah, and so I mean a lot of great actors. I mean you've got um, the Anthony Hopkins in there. You've got mm-hmm. uh, James Marsden, Cyclops, the old Cyclops from there. Um, it's just um, Rachel Evans. There's so many great actors. It's such a great time, and um, I think Mike, once you watch episodes two and three, your expectations will be changed. So <laughs> awesome! It's, I will let you know. Yeah, definitely. And again, I think I think the the more questions you're gonna have, more questions than answers going in. And a lot of rumors and a lot of speculation going in, and I think that's the fun part of it. And I think that's what, again, awesome. that's something that makes Game of Thrones so fun for the fans. Is you know maybe not having the answers, but guessing and trying to figure out where that's going and see where mm-hmm. that lands. So uh, if anyone else has seen Westworld, let us know. Um, I like it. I love it. If you want to watch the old movies, there's Westworld and Future World was its sequel. Um, oh, okay. Back then. <laughs> Future World, it's Westworld. You know, in, in in the first movie, the park goes belly up like Jurassic Park. In the sequel, Westworld, oh, we fixed the park. We're going to open it again. And, you know, kind of how that... That goes, that goes. That always goes well, right? So, um, definitely interested to see how Westworld world plays out. So that's our news for this week, Mike. We made an hour. I didn't think we were going uh, you, to. We made it. 
you made it. You didn't fall asleep. I'm sure your pillow looks very appealing right now. So I thank you very much for staying up late for me so we can get this uh, I, show recorded. I didn't do it for you, Mike. I did it for the fans. So <laughs> let's let's never forget who comes first here. Okay. So gotcha. Now, if people want to figure, like, see, you know, what you and your family were up to this weekend, I'm sure you took some snapshots of the places you visited, foods you ate mm-hmm. that you know were, were were delicious. Where can they do that at? Oh, yeah, we're going to be checking out Harry Potter World up here in uh, Universal Studios tomorrow. You can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram. And you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. New comic coming this week. Been on a little bit of a hiatus lately, so hoping to be drilling those back out. So look forward to that. Uh, Chris, uh, people want to know. People want to know how you how you slept tonight. People want to know if you if you're able to get it together and enjoy your Sunday. Where can they Where can they get updates? <laughs> well, since I don't have to record the show with you on Sunday, I have plenty of time to edit this part out or at least make it sound good. Um, you can find me on on Twitter at Valdan V A L D A N. Do that. You can read my stuff on Comic UI, uh, where I post a lot of the stuff that we talk about. Um, in before we talk about it. And then um, my new podcast, Filmside Chats, with my friend Patrick, is up. So we, I think we have four or five episodes. So if you guys want to listen to that, give us some feedback as we uh, start recording more of those. Let us, let me know. I, I'm interested to see what people think. So awesome. go from there. And then, as always, Mike, this is the final home stretch. Can you tell people where to find Superhero Slate at? Because I actually, in Battlefield 1, funny story, you can make your own emblem. I made the Superhero mm-hmm. Slate logo oh, very crudely, nice. so anytime I'm in a tank, the Superhero Slate logo is slapped on the side of that tank. Oh, I love it. So oh, where okay. can people find us at, other than the okay. side of Battlefield 1 tanks? Other than the side of the Battlefield 1 tanks, as my eyes start to draw heavy and I start to get a little sleepy, you can always find us at SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we post the show and our show notes. If you don't ever don't want to track down all of this news and you just want to jump right to the goodies, uh, you can find that there. So you can subscribe to us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can subscribe and get us right in your email inbox. And you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. If you're the fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen to the show. That's really, really helpful. Uh, and we love getting new listeners and if you're a super fan of the show and we got some of you out there and we love you with every every inch of our being uh just share the show with a friend and share the show with a buddy be a superhero be a superhero slate super fan and as 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 you can see right now as i'm uh closing in on 11 p.m and you are closing in on very early morning sunday we will be here every week to deliver you the news rain or shine and morning or do you, night. you hear that do you hear my t- my 2 a.m train call coming <laughs> from out there oh my god i i thought that was going to be the one positive thing of recording really late we're not going to have to hear that train but Dude, that, fuck us right yeah, <laughs> i mean if you thought we were consistent and would do anything that train will be there 24 7 yeah it, be a super be a superhero slate super fan to support that train yeah like how loud that is like it's it just me or does it get louder <laughs> the later in the day it is i don't know Oh, well, man. thanks for oh, well. thanks for sticking with us. We will catch you guys next week. All right, bye everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. I hope you like to do that by yourself.